0: start to put tension on my string drawback. I was like, okay, I'm in him. It's
1: him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone.
2: Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, you when know, they lose their front shores, yeah, we start, yeah, that's how you know. Went about five, ten more yards. He probably went 20 yards. He
3: tip then we which to get back up. I saw him pull up. We rushed forward
2: that night. we got like front like that and then did the next day we came up one fifty
3: three even you're listening to the white cat outdoors podcast bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors
0: what's going on this is episode 149 of the white cat outdoors podcast nick and tom are hanging out tonight hey, what's going on everybody Glad to be in the studio. And I think it was two weeks, was it two weeks ago we had Dad on talking yeah, about Alaska? there was one, we had a deer camp series last week, Yeah, sad deer camp series yeah, last week. Very dismal deer camp series, but we're trending upwards, so that's all Bucks good. are starting to move. Yeah, it's going to get wild. But on that episode, we said we were going to have a couple of Dad's clients on the podcast to talk about their experience and say, if my Dad knows what he's doing up in Alaska. So we have them coming on tonight, so... We're pretty excited about that. They're local guys, so it's not going to be a phone interview. They're going to be hanging out in the studio with us, cracking some beers, having a good time. And uh, Tom and I are going to be sharing a mic tonight. So if you hear us bumping heads at all, to pay no mind. Yeah, it'll be interesting because we've you know we've interviewed your dad several times about Alaska,
3: and we've had a client on before, um, but he, we didn't really discuss. Alaska as much. Yeah, we had him on because he, he just exactly. finished a Super
0: Slam, so that's what we were talking about with him. It wasn't more Yeah, you know, so their be, one specific hunt. It, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk to somebody that's been in camp
3: on the other side, yeah. uh, and it would be even better that we can get him in the studio. So Yeah, it'll be a good time. So good episode coming down the pipe. All right, I guess on that note, we'll bring him in and get right
0: to it.
1: Hey, I'm Tim Weaver from McCain, Pennsylvania.
0: Mike Weaver from McCain yeah we we mentioned that you guys were local guys so it's really cool that we get to usually when we talk to people that have either been up in Alaska with us or doing different things we it's always like a phone interview so it's really cool to get people into the studio and talking face to face I think we get like a lot better stories out of people and we can sit down and have a beer and share it and I think it's just a lot more fun we I think the episode turns out a lot better it's a lot more fun definitely Uh, so I guess we'll start with Tim
3: here Um what what do you do for work and what did you um i guess how did you get into hunting
1: okay um, i own the mccain tavern uh, for 22 years and uh mike and i both started hunting when we were young 12 years old out you know hunting on my dad's farm and and uh you know we hunted we've hunted all of our life now it's pretty much predominantly deer hunting in pennsylvania
3: did you do any like turkey bird hunting squirrel like Again, what kind of hunting were you doing? It like when you first got started.
1: Well, when we first started, we did everything. You know, gotcha. We weren't very good at it, but you know now, like I said, it's it's pretty much
2: deer hunting. Gotcha. And Mike, what what about you? Yeah, so I was a mechanic my whole life. <clears throat> I worked at the local Cadillac dealership. I was a certified tech there, and I retired actually in January. Oh, congratulations! Awesome. I didn't know that. Nice. <laughs> it's been good. Um, yeah, like Tim said, we hunted our whole lives. They used to stock pheasants on my dad's farm, so you know we shot pheasants, we shot doves when we were 12 years old. You know, just had a had a lot of fun shooting Mm -hmm. a lot of things.
0: Nice.
3: So, um, you know, growing up, you know, especially with us, the same way. There's you have like dreams of you know big hunts. I know my grandfather hunted all over the U.S. and I guess was an Alaskan trip ever something on like on your guys's radar or, like what got the interest for that
1: well i can talk on that one yeah and i went up to alaska in 97 and i was prompted by a guy at work who was 65 years old and he said hey i'll give you a little advice i was 35 at the time he said he said if you're gonna go to alaska go now even if you can't afford it because if you wait till you're my age and you can afford it he said you're gonna be the camp cook because you won't be able to <laughs> walk out of the thing so my buddy uh Jim and I we went up in 97 caribou hunting we both shot caribou and he shot a black bear and uh, you know to go back I saw a large brown bear up there that time but you weren't allowed to shoot one without a guide Mm -hmm. and uh, you know the time was right one of our uh, good friends who's a big golfer um, passed away this summer found out he had cancer and lived a couple months after that and and uh, you know we were like hey life's too short you know no one promised you tomorrow so we're I wanted to go so i booked it talked to frank um i wanted to go with dave buck and frank
3: okay so you knew that they were guiding yeah Uh, okay yes yeah yeah that was one of my questions at first like i didn't know if you guys knew that my uncle was guiding up there or if that was like by chance or whatever so yeah i
1: originally had talked to dave about it and uh you know he said he didn't do it anymore but frank did and you know i called frank we met the tavern a couple times and and uh you know i finally booked it they had an opening for this fall and he told me which week would be best, which was to go last week so he could hunt over a moose kill. And uh, so after I booked that, and then Mike you know, said, boy, I'd love to go with you. So we worked it out.
2: Yeah, and I didn't have any really need or care to shoot a bear, but I just wanted to go for the experience. That of was your first trip up there? Yes, that was my first trip, and it was awesome.
3: So were you hunting as well, or were, were you no. like a, a plus one up there? Plus Plus, Okay. Plus just one. one actually, and
2: our, our, our older brother, Tom. Okay, he went with us also,
3: so that was just great. That's cool that they have the option to like you can go up there and experience everything without, um, like actually being the hunter. Right, it's cool to be up there anyway because I have I've yet to get to Alaska. I know my brother and cousin both have been up there, and every time I talk to somebody that's been there, it makes me want to get up there more. So I've actually talked to Frank about possibly going, just helping in camp, you know,
0: because I can't quite do the hunting yet, but
2: <clears throat> that's all you had us do is help in camp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you did even more of that since you weren't even hunting. <laughs> right. No,
2: we had a ball. It was great. Just, it was all more than I expected.
3: Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, so that's great. let's talk about, uh, getting into Alaska, you know, like flying into Alaska and then getting into the bush. Uh, it seems like everybody we talked to has a totally different experience <clears throat> or opinion on, the planes and the, the yeah. airports, per se.
1: Yeah, it's definitely so,
0: uh, a different world, so it's cool to get people's perspective. Oh, yeah. When you uh, first jump into it, it's like it's kind of a shock.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll let Mike tell that one because we were talking on the way out. And yeah. he was... so, so we got into Anchorage, and uh, that all went smooth. And we stayed at a, a bed and breakfast, which my brother Tom had lined up. And Tim and I got there, and we looked in his bed and breakfast. <laughs> it's a tiny room. With three beds in it, three single beds. I mean, you couldn't even put your luggage in this room. And I'm there like, what the heck did he buy this place for? But it ended up being a great part of the trip because the guy was 82, 84 years old, and his wife was 82 years old, and they had had uh, just uh, an awesome stories. So mm-hmm. Tim, when Tim and I got there, there was a little refrigerator, and it said, <clears throat> beer six dollars. We opened the refrigerator. There's one beer in the refrigerator. We're like, <laughs> what the so we, Tim and I found a VFW. We went to a VFW, but when we came back, the guy was there, and uh, I'll let you tell the rest of the story with the him with the drinks, Tim.
1: Yeah, I said, well, I would have had that beer, but you only had one, and I was too embarrassed for six bucks, you know. And the guy said, well, actually, I I have some bourbon if you guys like it, you know. And this is the last weekend I'm open, so he uh, got the bottles of bourbon out, and we helped him drink it. So which was blast and his wife showed up in the morning and cooked us breakfast and she said oh you guys are the ones that were drinking last night <laughs>
3: <laughs> what uh what was their bourbon selection about that way
1: um he yeah, had maker's mark was the was okay. the one we uh finished off on that so Good and deal. then and then in the morning we got up and uh, we went over to uh the airport which was classic uh there's three airports i believe in anchorage and uh you know, we told them where we were going, which airport it was. And uh, they're like, all right, which terminal or whatever. And you understand the terminals there are like storage buildings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they have a couple planes out of there. So we got to our place and we were delayed by the weather for for like three hours. In fact, it was the last minute they finally got us out, luckily. And uh, and then-
2: Yeah, we were supposed to go out at noon and we didn't get out till three. So when they told us we were delayed at least two hours, we went, found a bar. (laughs) <laughs> and, and the other guy, Kevin, that was the other hunter that was going with us. Mm-hmm. And we asked him if he wanted to go. And he said, no, he's going to stay there and wait. So Tim, Tom, and I went over and found this really nice bar, actually. Did, did and, you guys uh,
3: know Kevin going into this? Not, or? not at all. Okay. No,
2: no. So then we got back and about 2 o'clock because they said we'd probably leave around 3. And then they said we didn't know if we were going to go. So I was right, like Tim said, right at the last minute. They said, mm-hmm. okay, we are going to go because it opened up there. So we were supposed to fly into Equiak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the name of the village. Yeah. And we ended up flying into Kaliganic. Kaliganic, yeah. So that was cool. The flight, and, and it was <laughs> the flight was awesome. I mean, the plane. We went up to twenty thousand feet, which really surprised me. We went up that far, mm-hmm. far, and we flew and flew. And we, when we came down out of the clouds, it was windy. I mean, the plane was side. You know, every <laughs> you know, come out, you saw this gravel airport, and I'm thinking like, and they got
3: like state of the art uh airplanes right. coming out right yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so but i was I, I said to myself i said man my wife wouldn't like this cuz that plane was everywhere but straight coming down but he landed and he did a great job and so he pulls up and and the talk tim had talked to mike before we went up there and he said that there'd be a couple guys there to pick us up so we, they, we get out of the airplane, and there's absolutely nobody there except an 8-year-old kid on a four-wheeler. And <laughs> a trailer. And a trailer. We're like, is this a kid that's supposed to pick it? <laughs> we, we asked him. <clears throat> and I don't even know if the kid could speak English. Because <laughs> he just looked at us and, and shook his head no. And he walked over to the airplane. The, guy, the pilot set a little box off, something. Mm-hmm. And the kid picked it up, put it in his big trailer, and drove away. So we're standing there in the middle of nowhere because you know can't anybody. see any houses, don't know, don't know yeah, what to do next. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, the plane takes off, so we're just standing there. I let Tim go from there. Then. And then, then
1: uh, the next plane lands, and uh, a kid pulled up another four-wheeler.
3: Different kid Wait, or same kid? Different
1: kid pulls up a four-wheeler and a trailer, and he said he's here to pick up the mail, and the mail plane's coming in. So the mail plane lands, and Ralph gets out. Now Ralph's the other guide. We didn't know that so he says to the says to us he said you know are you you know, are you the weavers yeah he said all right throw all your gear in a trailer and i'll have them take them down to the river well here it was the post office guy that had nothing to do with anything you know and he's, <laughs> just so we, to yeah, do we it threw all you. our gear in the back of this and we all hop on and he takes off and actually he took off without you know ralph and the other guys were walking and i hopped on and Drove us all the way down there, and the kid goes, "Hey, who was that guy?" <laughs> I, go, I have no idea. <laughs> so, so, anyways, he we took him to the, we went to this little post office. Well, luckily, you know, 50 yards away was the dock where they had all the boats. So we helped him carry all the mail in, and then he drove us down to where the boats were at, and then we sorted out how the whole thing fell together. It was Ralph, the, Ralph Green, the guide. Mm-hmm. It was um, Wyatt and I, and was it Sean Dunner? Sean. Yep. Yeah. So then they they said, okay, Tim, you get in this boat with with Ralph and and Wyatt, and the other guys get in the other boat or two, was it two boats? And we headed up the river for uh, an hour and a half and pulled into K-1 camp. And that's when they said, okay, you know, and I said, we're going to stop and see Frank because, you know, Frank was my <laughs> The only guy was, you know up yeah. there, you can't find <laughs> and I, like, I wasn't
3: was, even sure if we're at the, like, at the yeah. right river here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we were more confused about what was going to go on because we were, I was supposed to hunt with with uh, Ralph or Frank. And uh, anyways, we went over to talk to Frank. Frank's flat out said, hey, here's here's what's going on. Go up with Ralph. He's got a You know, he's great. And Wyatt. And... Uh, <clears throat> get a bear in the next couple of days,
2: you know, and then uh, come down and we're going to screw off for the rest of the week. <laughs> and that's when brother Tom says, hey, can one of us go with Ralph? Because Ralph pretty much said, just Tim, you get in my boat. Mm-hmm. So Tom's there, can Mike or Tim go, or Mike or I go with him? And, and Ralph kind of just like, yeah, one of you guys can come with us. Like he really didn't want that. He didn't want so, the crowd coming. <laughs> right, so, I, so Tom said, since I booked before Tom did, he said, why don't you go with Tim? And, and mm-hmm. he said, I'll catch up to you guys later. So Tom stayed back at camp, and I think he hunted with Kevin the next day, the he other did. hunter in camp. So Tim and I went up to this camp up the river, another hour and a half. Yeah, we and got in right
1: the We got in right at dark, and then uh, he said, "In the morning, we're gonna go up and glass some of the mountains." So the next day, we got in a boat and went up river some more, and we were glassing. And there had been a moose kill um, from the week before that they had shot. And he said, we want to go up and check that. So that was an hour and 15 minutes from this camp we were in. And uh, we stopped in glass several times, didn't see anything on the mountains. And then we went up to where that moose kill was. And that was probably early in the afternoon. And we sat there for six hours looking 180 yards across the slough at a, you know, just an opening in the woods. And that was a, that was a long You know, and it was windy out and we just had a bad setup. It was, we felt it was too windy. So the next day he said, well, don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll go glassing and, and, uh, um, come back up and check on this again. So the next day
2: we waited and the uh, next morning, Tom, my brother, Tom came up, Frank brought Tom up and I rode back down to the base camp with Frank and Tom went hunting with Tim.
3: How did you guys like the boats? On the rivers, (laughs) well, so so, yeah,
2: coming back that that first night we hunted, we hunted till dark. uh, uh, Ralph said, "Tim, tell me when you can't see your crosshairs anymore." So it was dark when Tim; he's got a pretty good scope. So it it was dark, and we came down that river as I don't know how fast, as fast as the boat will go, thirty miles an hour, and it was dark. And uh, Tim and I were both sitting in front of the boat, and I'm wondering when we hit something, how far I'm going to fly out of the boat. And, and if I'm going to be able to swim with my clothes on, you know, yeah. I mean, that's cause we were flying yeah. down this river. and you can see the river with the moon and the stars every once in a while but he came around to certain areas and it was clouded over and you couldn't see the you couldn't see anything Mm -hmm. and he slowed down maybe twice (laughs) we got back and i said nice job ralph he said yeah i was scared shitless the whole way he said so that was it was a try to play it off yeah it was it was a a good good ride down the boat down the river and
3: that it seems like everybody has like a little bit of shock with those river (laughs) boats and how quickly they can navigate and there's very few like straight shots it seems oh like, there's no Nushi- straight shots which none. which river were you guys on you were on the new shagak
0: i thought I'm it was sure Nushiac, but some yeah. of the smaller stuff
3: off oh the yeah, Nushiac, right, yeah. But, right.
2: the new is it's crazy how that river changes yeah it,
3: like, it. uncle frank said you can be going east west north yep. south at yep. any point on that river yep <laughs> so
2: yeah um it was
1: funny too how ralph measured us up you know like the first day he said i'm gonna take you up this mud mountain That's the first thing we're gonna go. He didn't say Mud Mountain, but that's what it was. And he said (laughs) we're gonna go up a small mountain, see what you're made of, and and I couldn't have done anything. I I did everything wrong.
2: I mean, I was excited. I had too many clothes Hold on, on before that. So before (laughs) this trip, I said I was walking every day with a twenty pound backpack on, and I'd walk. I don't know, probably a mile and a half every day, Mm -hmm. just. to get in shape i mean i'm not in bad shape but i asked tim i said are you getting in shape he said yeah i went and got a massage the other day so that's (laughs) That's how tim that's how tim got in shape so anyways (laughs) going up this hill mud mountain yeah i mean get out of the boat i
1: take my big parka off and leave it in the boat and i grab my walking stick and i grab my rifle up over my shoulder my backpack and i'm going up this hill uh, I thought it was 100 yards, but Mike said it was a lot less than that. But and I, I mean, it, you you were literally on hands and knees going up this it's thing. Like up. almost like a 45 or more. It was. It was and stupid. Mike
2: went right up it. And, of course, he wasn't carrying a gun and everything. Well, I was, I it's funny. So that... massages
3: aren't good for cardio? Is that what you're No. <laughs> no. So.
2: so Wyatt was our was the packer there and, and he's going up this hill and I was right behind him I mean I was right on his heels and he kept turning around and I was right there and he just smiled <laughs> he says you're keeping up huh and I said yeah I'm right here with you buddy so we get up to the top and I turned around and took two pictures of Tim because he was still 30 yards down his hill it was
1: pretty fun yeah I had a bad setup for the first hill I went up that's for sure I mean we get up to the top and I had a neck gator on because riding in that boat I knew it was gonna be cold and I had a face mask well I took all that off and I hit my neck and I started coughing. Well, I coughed for 15 minutes, and oh, oh. Ralph must have thought I was in terrible shape. <laughs> I, thought he was, I, th- I turned <laughs> around and I said,
2: what the hell? What's going
1: on with you, Tim? Yeah, so that was a, that was a pretty good experience. And then even when we got back to the, the, the little camp we were in, he's like, boy, you boys from Pennsylvania. He goes, I'm impressed because you have pretty good gear. He goes, I figured you'd be up here in wool pants and you know stuff like that. So he they were definitely measuring us up. Just day one,
3: checking what they what are right. dealing with. Yep. yep. So, did you guys see any bear on your first day?
1: No, we didn't see anything the first day. Um,
3: how was uh, first night in camp? Like, what was your experience with? Uh, were you guys in like wall tents or no? What we, was camp like?
1: We pulled in right at dark the first night, and it was a little cabin for you know two bedrooms that were very small, probably six foot wide by maybe eight foot long. And, Pretty uh, much
3: big enough to lay down in. Right. Yeah,
1: there was an 8x8 eight eight mud room, and then the kitchen was probably, say, 10x10 10 10 with a stove. And, and uh, White said, you're going to wake up here and uh bacon cooking, and that's what we did <laughs> in the morning. You know, they treated you like gold.
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So day two, you guys
3: get up. What's What was on the agenda for day two?
1: Well, we were going to go back and check on that moose kill, but we thought we'd get some good glassing in on the mountains. But it was foggy, so we worked our way up. And we stopped several places, climbed up over the riverbank. And we took a hike the one time, a couple miles, and glassed, you know, but like I said, the fog was rolling in, it was hard to see. So we decided that we'd take a break that afternoon and we'd go back a little bit later and go back and look at that moose, the moose kill. So that, we went back to camp, had lunch, rested for a while, and we went back, I don't know, it was probably four o'clock when we went back up. And uh, we, it was an hour and 15 minutes away, went up the river. We were getting close. Um, we come around the bend of that marsh or that slough and uh, the, the bear was there and uh, I, they shut the motor off. We coasted up to the bank in the same spot we were at the night before for six hours. So I knew the distance was 183 <laughs> yards. So I I checked like, it probably 30 times. Yeah, yeah. I, I cranked my scope up to 14 and a half hour, and I set the objective at 180 yards, and I jumped out of the boat, and I pulled my pack up on the front of the boat. What, and I what, got, uh, what,
3: what caliber gun were you shooting?
1: I took a 340 Weatherby, and I had uh, some 300 grain Nosler partitions. Okay. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was up, and I was confident the night before I could make that shot. And I looked back at Ralph, and Ralph said, You know, it was seven and a half, eight footer, and that's what I was looking for. And uh, I shot right then.
2: You heard seven and a half, bang! Yeah, because yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I wasn't there, but Tim said, Yeah, no, Ralph says, Hey, it didn't give me a chance to get my gun out of the boat, you know, because they usually want to do a backup shot. Yeah. yeah and, and it went right down. I mean, I
1: hit it. Oh, you I, dropped him right there. I dropped him right that's in awesome. his tracks, and he never moved after that. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. So we uh, we went over to get it, and uh, it was a pretty impressive bear. Um, but the area it was on was really marshy, and, and uh, there was a bunch of alders behind it, and it was really eerie because it was dark. <laughs> and and uh, Ralph's like, load your gun and stand up on shore. So I, I did. And anyways, we ended up, uh, um, you know, getting it skinned out and, and everything. And, and the, the guide was the packer, Wyatt, was betting Ralph ralph said he did it in 46 minutes and White kept saying i could do it in less than that well <laughs> i think it was an hour and 26 minutes that he ended up getting it done
3: <laughs> that's still pretty impressive yeah, for that size animal mm-hmm. i mean it, it's that because that's quartered and back in the boat right or i guess no, you don't they, really take the meat i right. guess it, yeah, it's just, just the skinning. cape caped out which right. still i mean
0: you're, you don't have a cart or uh Wench yeah, or anything, you up your... rolling around a 700-pound animal.
3: It's pretty
1: <laughs> impressive on how much that hide weighs with the that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was something.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's probably next to impossible to move an animal that size while you're trying to skin them out. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. It's it's a feat. Oh yeah. That's okay, yeah, we have the board, four there.
1: Yeah, we had four guys trying to lift it. And
3: it's incredible the size of their heads. I, yeah. I mm-hmm. cannot. Heads every are, I'm impressed every time I see one. And their and their claws too. Their claws are ridiculous. Are, it's just, their
2: front is it, ridiculous. Is right.
3: <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so you didn't really get to see that bear very much. I mean, you guys pulled around the bend, and there he was. So right but i mean you know i
1: had a pretty good idea when i was looking at him I mean, oh I yeah enough, i'm just
0: it's just uh barely had enough time to get excited i guess that's I? what i was getting at yeah, it's like yeah. you,
3: there was no build up uh you know because sometimes the right. way those hunts go you're sitting there so long you know you hear sticks breaking or something and it just takes forever and it's all this build up where you almost didn't have time to get excited it was right. just all
1: right it was like hunting in pennsylvania you know that 15 <laughs> seconds between a you know, difference between a good day and a bad day there yeah. it was you know <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah yeah
3: a lot of the thick stuff we're hunting around here, you can go all day not seeing anything, and then boom, it happened, and then it's over. Um, so that was day two, and you're up there for— You guys for, still got eight more
0: days of hunting right. left. Yeah, yeah so right.
1: what's the agenda after that? Well, so we that was, in, the, in the morning, we had they had a freezer up there because they were running a generator. So we had it in the freezer. We took it out, and we put it in the boat, and we went down to uh, K1 where Frank was at. And met up with my brother Tom, or met up with Mike down
2: there, and so uh, that was Monday morning. Yeah, and that's when uh, the other guy, Yoder, his him and his son, that hunt was over for them. So Frank took them back down, or uh, Ralph took them back down, and uh, then we started screwing off. <laughs> that's when <laughs> the fun it, started. Oh yeah, we we had a ball. So I had, so I had been at camp <clears throat> with Sean, and. There was a spike camp in between us and where Tim was at, and we took their meal up to them. must have been Sunday night, mm-hmm. these guys. So that was cool, just to ride up. And we saw a couple moose on the way up. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Any Sean. big bulls? or um, a, a decent bull. I don't think it was legal, but it was just cool to see. It was I, chasing
3: a cow. a big animal regardless. Yeah, they're
2: huge. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. So, yeah, Sean and I went up, and we delivered their meal to them. And uh, this Kevin guy from Florida, he was a pretty cool guy. He, he was 63 years old, and he might not, if he listened to this, he might not have been in the best shape, and he would <laughs> agree with us with that. So so that morning, so it must have been Tuesday morning, we were gonna go out fishing, or Frank was taking us out somewhere, and we are all in the boats, and this Kevin says, or I, I heard Clayton say because him and Kevin were going hunting. He says, "You ready to go?" And Kevin says, "Yeah." So we're all in the boat, and I think Sean was driving the boat. We we're going out fishing. Tim, Tom, and I. And uh, I hear a splash. I turn around and hear Kevin wasn't ready. He had one foot on the shore <laughs> and he had one foot on the boat, and he went he went right into water. It was like five feet deep probably. And I turned around and I was in the I was right next to him in the other boat, and he was completely underwater. So he stepped up. To get out of the, to try to save himself. And his foot slipped out and he went completely underwater again. So I jumped in right up to my chest and I hooked him under his arm and I drug him up the shore. I'm like, great way to start yeah, the morning. Great way. It's right. And Kevin had all, had all of his clothes up at the spike camp. So he didn't even have any clothes. So I at least could go back in and change my clothes. So he went in and Frank and the other guys gave him clothes so he could change and go hunting that day. it it was crazy i mean it happened just in a second when he says you're ready you better be ready to go (laughs) you better be sit down strapped exactly yeah it was it was wild i gave kevin a hard time all the week all week long you know yeah i saved your life once i don't want i'm throwing (laughs) tim in to save you next time or something so so it was fun
3: that is good um so with day three did you guys get into some fishing or what was uh what did you guys do the day three
1: yeah sean took us out fishing and. I believe we were catching uh was it Dolly Vardens yeah and yeah. Graylings and Graylings and uh it was it was crazy amazing they had a blast we basically would go up the river and and we throw the anchor out and the river was so strong the anchor didn't really hold us but it slowed us down enough and we were fishing right from the boat and and uh, just catching them you know left and right we we uh when we caught our limit we actually kept them took them back to camp and and uh, Frank and Sean and And the the boys cleaned them out, and we ate them. Um, And then we were fishing almost every day, and we were eating the fish. We probably ate fish three days in a row. Mike actually was cooking a couple of those nights with his recipe of fish, which was a blast. Um, The one night, Frank took us out, and we went for Northern Pike. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever fish For northern pike, but boy, they're very aggressive. Yeah, they're yes. a good time. oh man, we we hit a honey big hole big
3: and they're and they're fun, but
1: yeah, we went into this one cove and there was five of us in the boat, and I believe we had four fish on at one time, <laughs> and it was it was totally crazy. And we we started having a blast, we had caught we were catching and releasing those, and and uh, it was it was fun because like if you knew my brothers you know I said oh dang I just missed one and next thing you know there's there are two spinners would land right where I was fishing and uh, <laughs> I did the same to Frank the one time Frank's like dang it this I missed one four times in a row I'd spun around from the other side of the boat cast over there and I caught a really nice fish and <laughs> and, and it was fun because Frank and Sean would do everything I mean you know they if you got a fish up near the boat of course, you didn't want to stick your hand in the mouth of a northern pike, but yeah, no. they, Frank they, did. They, and he was bleeding work. at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, when I got back, I called Frank and I, I, I think I brought him three uh, mEPs, you know, large MEP spinners because I lost that many in the, <laughs> in the
2: fish. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun fishing. We had a ball.
3: What uh, what fish were you guys eating, if you remember?
2: The graylings. Graylings mostly. What, yeah, from what
3: I've heard. And from- some,
2: and we ate a couple northern's too. Oh, okay. Because I, I told Frank, I said, I didn't think I ate those because they were really bony. He said, oh, I'll, I'll clean them. I'm <laughs> perfect. And they were good. They
3: were good. I've heard that, like, the fish up out of those rivers is phenomenal. You know, like, yeah, the yeah. the Alaskan salmon that you buy around here is, like, nothing compared to what you're mm-hmm. actually feeding on up there,
2: which is cool. So the packer, Sean, up there, and he was a great kid. He was, real, he was shy and quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we were – I asked him how he was going to cook the fish, and he <laughs> – he said uh i'm going to make a batter for him so he he made up this mustard and graham crackers and or um i'm sorry saltine crackers i crushed them all up for him so he's making i said well i'm going to do them my way mm-hmm. I, so he had a big pan of them we'll little a cooking competition, a little competition. Yeah. so i turned around and he put all the fish into this batter he made and i'm like what are you doing i said i didn't want any of that <laughs> stuff on mine so and he had mustard on his So I'm out there washing the mustard and the breading (laughs) off of my fish because I wanted to cook it my way. So it was so funny because, and then we cooked it and I I set my plate on the table and Tim picks up a a piece of mine. He said, Oh my gosh, all I can taste is mustard, you know? And this Sean looks at him and this Sean, he didn't say much at all, but he told Tim a few things. (laughs) It was (laughs) funny. Yeah, Yeah, he was loosening it up by then. Yeah, he was loosening it up to us, having fun.
3: That's That's good. Uh, did you guys get to take any, uh, like, trips to the tundra or anything while you guys were up there? Yeah.
2: So we told, when I was up with um, Tim and uh, Wyatt and Ralph, I said, hey, we, so we after we hiked up this mud mountain, we called it, and, and there was a mountain, I don't know how far away it was. I said, hey, let's hike over to that. And Wyatt looked at me and says, if you want to hike over there, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he said, because I'm not hiking over to that. And that's what one thing I wanted to do is take a big hike when we were up there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. So we told Frank that, and that one morning, I don't know which morning it was, maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday, <clears throat> he said, uh, all right, we'll take a hike this morning. And, and that was awesome. So we were all excited about it. And then was this other hunter, Kevin and Clayton, said, well, we'll go with you guys on that because we were going go to go that area anyways. So we all went up there on that big hike. On the, so we drove up, I don't know how far, an hour and a half. And Kevin hadn't at killed least. anything. He was Kevin still hadn't killed at this point. anything, yeah. An hour and a half at least, maybe two hours up the river. And we hiked up over this mountain and started glassing. And I'd never glassed like that before. I've never been in Alaska, never mm-hmm. been out west really to glass. And, but we had some pretty good optics. Mm-hmm. And we're glassing. It's beautiful. It. You can see forever. It's amazing. So we're glassing and And Clayton says, I see a bear. I think I see a bear up there. And they're like, where? You know, I'm looking. I'm like, what do you, where? so he, he stops he gets his spotting scope out and he sets his spotting scope up and and there was a bear i don't know how many yards away it was Fourteen, sixteen hundred 1600 yards away it was crazy and there was a uh, and frank saw it after clayton did and he said boy that's a decent bear mm-hmm. he said we'll go after that so that was a whole another story
3: What's <laughs> <laughs> well, i think that's one that we wanted to get into that was so we, my uncle Frank had gave us a little bit of a preface on that story, but he wanted to save it for you guys. So I was, yeah. I guess that's why I kind of asked about the Tundras <laughs> right. because I knew that there it's was crazy. something wild happened up
0: there.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: he didn't
0: tell us, so we still
3: don't right. even know the story.
1: Well, that was truly
2: one of the best parts of the hunt. Right. Um, that well, and that's what I wanted to do was, you know, the stalk a bear basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, Frank
1: basically called the shots on that one and said we should go over to that mountain over here to the right and stay downwind and uh, get out in front of them. So we hiked over to that across the uh, uh, tundra and a marsh and a swamp and everything you could go through.
2: You couldn't imagine what, I mean, I've never walked through anything like it. You know, Frank said it was like walking on a mattress, but it was the swampiest you've ever, (laughs) I mean, you never knew when you were going to go through and Mm -hmm. it was so wet and we had to pick our way through. And we'd stop in glass and make sure this bear was up on the mountain. Yeah. And it, that was awesome. I mean, yeah. see this bear working across, eating the blueberries and the cranberries. Yeah.
1: We finally make it across that, and we get to the mountain, where it's a lot easier walking. It was stone going up the side. And Mike's like, hey, Tim, carry Kevin's backpack. So I look back, and we're, one of hey, us is already hey. carrying. There were seven of us hunting together. He's one four. of us. He's 40 yards behind us, Kevin is. I mean, he and, was struggling. He yeah, one up, of them's Kevin. carrying the gun. I, I strap a backpack on, and I'm not in that good at shape.
2: <laughs> and here we go up the side of this mountain. And uh, so, so he, I stopped at one point and waited for Kevin to catch up. And I said, Kevin, you're going to be okay? Because he was not in mm-hmm. good shape. I mean, he wasn't in good shape. He says, he says, "I'm gonna die before I don't make it to shoot this bear." <laughs> and Frank looked right at him and says, "I get your gun." <laughs> it was it was classic. timber. yeah yep, Tim, No shit, it was that bad. We thought we were gonna have to carry this guy out. We didn't wow. think he was gonna make it. But he was a trooper, man. He was a trooper. Well, he was he was definitely a highlight on the trip as far as you know, great
1: people. We when we come up over the ridge and we all got together and decided that's where we should. You know, basically, Frank said, you weaver boys, stay here, yeah. and
2: uh, we're, we we're going to go get the this bear. The bear was, like, 600 yards away. We all—I mean, we're on the side of—the wind was perfect, blowing right in our face, and this bear was feeding toward us. And, yeah, we could—we wa- yeah. walk. all laid on the side of this hill and watched you think the bear. So you got to watch it uh, The whole off. thing. Yeah, the whole awesome. thing. Yeah. I'm not super <clears throat>
3: familiar with, like, spot and stalking, but I can almost guarantee that, like, having seven people stalking one animal <laughs> is not the ideal. No, no. That's no. Pro- no. <laughs> Frank, yeah, Frank said this never happens. So he's like, we're <laughs> going to just— have a few of you yeah. stay back but we, you you had a front row seat to watch the whole oh, thing from and, there,
1: and it was spectacular we were actually 2.4 miles from the river at that point on the side of that mountain and frank and and uh, kevin and uh, clayton yeah went up over the hill and they said you know you don't move. And I remember my brother, so you Tom. Could, you
3: could see everything that they were doing? Oh, yeah.
1: Ones? And Tom's trying to sneak up closer. And we're like, hey, <laughs> he told us not to move, you know. Yeah. So. You're going to ruin this, and, and so, we're going to get in right. trouble. And, and we right. were with Sean, and Sean's like, you know, looking at us, like, yeah, just stay here. So we don't want to blow this. So we, we didn't. <laughs> but um, this went on for probably felt like another hour. And then the, we had watched the bear getting closer to us. And at that point, the bear stood up the one time and, and looked around, and we figured it was it was catching the wind, and you know things were. We didn't have they didn't have much time, and they felt the same way. Um, you know about how close they were at this point. I believe they were 315 yards because. Well, of the that's a, yeah, oh. they
2: were farther than that, and then they slid down the mountain to get closer. Right
1: when and when they when that happened, they decided to shoot, and, they, and that was the closest they could get. And,
3: and Which is roughly you said about 300 ish yards.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah. every because wow. the bear was working toward us, and every once in a while, we, and not very often, it would. It stood up, and it would smell like it was like, what's, maybe something's not right, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what Frank said. You know, the wind was swirling around up there, and he said, you better take a shot pretty soon. So mm-hmm. he ended up shooting.
1: Yeah, we heard the first shot, and, and uh, Clayton had said all along that he was going to shoot, you know. A follow-up. Can, yeah, get follow a follow-up, follow-up up up up. shot. yeah And we, you could hear the hit, and then the shot come down over that mountain, and the bear took off, and then the third shot was another hit, and so he uh, hit it
3: three times at this point, or did he miss his first one?
1: No, they, I, no believe, so he, he I believe he hit it. Frank, it. Hit
2: Frank hit it, but he hit Kevin, it in the hind quarter, or Kevin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kevin hit it in the hind quarter, and it spun okay. around. And I think Kevin shot again, and then, and then uh, Clayton shot and hit, had a good shot on it. So the bear gets into a tumble and starts rolling down the
1: mountain. Probably eight hundred yards, right in front of us. We watched it go through alder, everything, and because it was still trying to, it was still trying to run. It's you know for its life, and it rolled all the way down. And they kept shooting. Next thing you know, I look up and Kevin's running down the side of the mountain towards me, and he's yelling. The one that could barely make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Slow down! He, Don't he, kill yourself. He's, he's like, "Get my backpack! I'm out of bullets." Well, dang it. <laughs> By this time, we had moved hundred yards from where I dropped the backpack, so I get up and run back, get the backpack, give him some more bullets, and I believe um, Clayton got,
2: said the same thing; he yeah. needed more ammo. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then, then uh, we saw the bear go down through this little meadow, and uh, and that's when Frank said, "Okay, guys, here's what we're doing: we're going to get in the line, you know." And he, he strung us out, you know. He had to, three guides up front. And then like the three Weaver boys and then he had Kevin in the back. And we went down through this alder and we come out in this meadow and we were walking in a single file row and we look up and the bear stood up and, and uh, Kevin went to shoot and he said, go ahead and shoot. And so Clayton shot and it went down and finished it off. And and uh, that's when we were sitting, we, we have some great pictures of that, all of us. Same thing there, you know, skinned it out. And, and uh, we were, at that point, I believe that's where we were 2.4 miles from the boat. In so what just we a had. nice
3: quick walk back with us yeah. our hide. <laughs> through the through, well, yeah, through through swamp.
1: Yeah. yeah, Frank saved us there. He said, well, it's only a mile, 0. 0.6, 1.6 miles to the river that way where the bend was. He said, why don't you guys go that way with the hide and, and the skull and, and uh, we'll pick you up there. Which we were like, we're on.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Just they walked this way. <laughs> they skinned this bear out, and we put it in this pack. Frank took the head, and uh, Tim and I picked up this pack and put it on Clayton's back. And I mean, it I, it was over a hundred pounds. He's, so it
3: takes two guys to put it on. Yeah, head, so put it funny. on
2: him, and and he headed <laughs> out. So I said I was going to go with Clayton and Sean because. Frank knew a shortcut, which really wasn't a shortcut. <laughs> so I was giving Frank Might a hard time. A shorter distance, but a little... Well, it north. was a longer distance, but we were going to stay on top of the mountain instead of walking through the marsh. So yeah, gotcha. but walking through all the... Easier alder walking, but longer. It, it was, yeah. It was walking through a lot of
1: brush. Yeah, we figured because of the adventure at that point, we we're going to be out for the night, but it ended up working out pretty well. It took us, I believe, an hour to get over to the river. And uh, now um, Clayton went down the one time he fell down and laid there for a while and he said just <laughs> leave me with that backpack on <laughs> the, the first time he leaned up against a tree backwards and he said you know i'm fine it was it was funny because the first 100 yards he's like hey get a picture of me all in this this out so we did and then later on he's been over you know like i don't know 500 yards later he's been over gasping through his life. I said, hold on, let me get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what, not the
0: perfect photo <laughs> opportunity.
1: Yeah, when he fell the one time and he was laying on his back for about 10 minutes, my brother Tom and I had to go back and help get him up off mm-hmm. the ground. And uh, he, he was pretty impressive that he made it. Of course, he left all of his gear in the other backpack and it starts raining like crazy and we're standing on the riverbank and <laughs> took a garbage bag out cut it i have a picture of him wearing a garbage bag as like a new fashion statement <laughs>
3: <laughs> how big was that bear it was all of eight. Eight, little over eight yeah
1: little over right. eight. we figured
2: eight yeah, yeah. So nice bear. <clears throat> yeah. it, it was <throat> so awesome, though. to Watch that thing work all the way across the top of that mountain mm-hmm. for two and a half miles while we're well, and how many hours down below it? Yeah, I mean I we know. watched it for hours, yeah. which really <laughs> was neat. <Yes. clears throat> that was definitely a highlight of my, you know, and that's what I thought we'd do with Tim. Mm-hmm. except he pulled around the corner and shot it in six seconds <laughs> but i wasn't there so, so I mean,
3: you got the full like yeah, what absolutely. you were picturing was gonna exactly. be an alaskan yep. bear hunt it, exactly and that
2: was so great that kevin let us go along with him on that
0: it's nice when you have people in camp that you connect with right and do that yeah. stuff right. with
3: and you're, you're you're stuck with them for that the whole duration right. of the trip right. so you hopefully uh, you right. like right. them yeah and, yeah. and <laughs> kevin Lucky. couldn't have
2: thanked us enough because like tim carried his gun Frank carried his or Frank carried his gun. Tim carried his backpack. You know, we're I'm um, helped, you know, taking his clothes off, you know, you know, you're <laughs> overheating, you know, take you saved his off life and, once already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was, it was
1: great. Yeah, we're so we were standing on the side of this river for about a half hour and and uh, I had a leatherman, I cut some of the alder away so they could, you know, had a little clearing and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Hey, yeah." Uh, how are they going to know where we're at? He goes, oh, I'm, I sent him a pin on my Garmin or whatever. The in-reach. Yeah, in-reach, and they didn't, yeah. they didn't even need it. They come around the bend, I mean, 50
2: yards away from us, come whipping around and <laughs> It was perfect. And we couldn't believe that they were there that fast because by the time we got back to the boats, it was, you know, we just idled down the river mm-hmm. and we saw a really cool moose then in there too. So yeah. that, that was neat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great experience. Yes.
0: Yeah, that mountain hunting is definitely a lot more fun than yeah. the river hunting. It's- yeah probably about as productive either way but i i've always enjoyed being up in the mountains yep. where you can see a lot more you always feel like you're doing more rather than just it, it, sitting there
2: it in the feels like
0: effort. an alaskan hunt
3: i right, guess yeah
2: right, right. right i couldn't believe the blueberries you know this late oh, in the yeah. season you know there were blueberries everywhere we were stopping taking handfuls of blueberries well, the that's whole, my favorite part, part of being <coughs> out there just picking yep, berries yep. <laughs> well that's what the bear was doing the
1: whole way across he mm-hmm. was feeding on the berries and cranberries too
3: I guess yeah. I didn't realize
1: they had
2: cranberries up there, too.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not very good, in my yeah. opinion.
2: He was th- the bear was actually, when we watched it, we were glassing it, and he would stand up on its hind leg, reach up as high as he could, and grab a whole hand, just pull the bush down, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool watching him for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's cool that you guys got to experience both hunts, basically, right. in yeah. one hunt.
3: Yeah. yeah. So how late into the trip was that?
2: I think that was Thursday, wasn't it? So yeah, it guys, was it was
1: definitely so, late in. The, in so, so you, you guys, guys still had a few done. days, yeah. a couple
0: days left. Yeah. So yeah. I guess sum up the back to screwing off after. Yeah. That. yeah exactly. We got a um, few we,
1: more the, days left. Yeah. The one day we went and helped Frank put up a tree stand and tore down an old tree stand and w- that was a blast, and in one of his moose hunting areas, and that, that was priceless and then we went up the other day and tore down um one of the, the spike, spike camps, camps yeah mm-hmm. um, all the way which was an experience too to see it come on so you guys out.
3: definitely got so all the, the way down to like basically yeah. a cache i think is what they call them yeah right? yeah yep.
1: yeah yeah and uh i did some more fishing and, and we so one morning frank's like hey you guys want to learn a little bit about moose hunting we're like yeah he goes i'll give you a little experience on you know we'll go we'll go pretend we're going to try to shoot a moose you know i I wish i would have had a moose license now it's a little late in the season but uh we get up that morning and darn if we didn't pull in the first slew get to the end he said this is how it's going to work we're going to pull in and i'm going to shut the motor off we're going to wait 10 minutes and call
2: he said don't say a word for 10 minutes just be as quiet as you can we got out of the boat we stepped on the shore and Frank says, you hear that? I'm like, hear what? He says, that, that moose over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I didn't hear it. You anything. probably thought he was Yeah, Because yeah. 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 oh. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. I mean, you know, he said he couldn't believe it. That quick, we heard one. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to see him <coughs> call, talking to this moose. I mean, the noose, moose is just banging its antlers against the raking, and it was so cool. We never saw it, but, man, it was Got so cool. Just to, oh, so. it was, exactly. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah.
0: definitely got you wanting to go back for a moose now. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, <laughs> before Frank retires, uh, saving up for the next trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, on the last day we were there, um, the boat was supposed to be up there at 10:30 in the morning. You know, my brothers were like, "Hey, we'll help you tear down the camp," and and I think the, I think Frank and the boys might have thought we were joking, but the next morning, uh, between my two brothers and Kevin we totally disassembled everything we (laughs) tore down you know the two tents we were in and the tent that uh, the guides were in and the food tent and i mean it was pretty impressive how they Mm -hmm. built that you
3: know yeah they're like the cash cash boxes basically
2: yeah Yeah, it was cool
3: i I guess i never realized um i don't know was was the outfitter you used to work for did he have those set up as well yeah pretty much okay because uh, I had never heard anyone talk about these cash boxes that they put out that basically, you know, folds out into a platform, and mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. Like the, your first year up there, you built one, didn't you, Frank? Yeah, because
0: when I first started going up, Mike didn't have, like, any of the – I shouldn't say any of – he had camps up the river, but they weren't – we made them a lot nicer the first couple years that I was up there building floors for them that we could turn into caches and stuff, so – it made life a lot nicer going, you know, for years to come. Yeah, yeah. And I actually haven't been where you guys were at. I've never been over on the Nushigak. Uh, I spend all my time over on the Wichatna. So yeah. hopefully next year when I get back up there, I'll be over on the Nushigak.
2: Yeah, it was really impressive. I mean, the whole mm. setup was impressive. The, yeah. the well they had, I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome. Yeah, and, and the guys were
1: awesome. I mean, went, I have a picture of Mike fishing, and, and he had a his line all balled up in a big tangle. Yeah, it was and just laughing his head off. But he basically handed the pole over to Frank. I couldn't Frank. even look at it's Frank. Like you were and Frank handed him a, I just, Yeah, Frank handed him a new pole and he just kept fishing I couldn't fishing. even look him in the eye when I handed him the pole. It was so bad, you know, and he just handed me another one I kept fishing. I'm like,
2: yeah. Wow, that's what guides are awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's and, what you pay for. And, right? Yeah. Ten minutes later he'd hand me it back. I'm like, How did you not just throw that pole in the water? Because it was that bad. Yeah. I mean, it, we it get back from a boat ride,
1: they'd have the fires going in our tents and you know, you went in to eat. You know, they served you first, and, you know, it was, what do you want tonight? And uh, the three of us were pretty easy. We are like, whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. so it was fun. Let's have fish tonight. All
2: right, we're going fishing.
1: So.
3: <laughs> that's really cool.
1: But, yeah, we ate, like,
2: you know, we had steak. We had everything. I mean, it was chicken, pork. <clears throat> we really ate well. It was great. It, Sean did a great job. I mean,
3: I, Frank, you had a little bit of experience doing
0: cooking at camp as well, right? Yeah, so that was my first couple years up there. It was nothing but cooking for everybody and it definitely gets old but it's a lot of fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why
3: i was talking to you about doing mm. something like that because it gets me an opportunity to just go up there and experience yeah it, and like you know. when
0: i i'd just be there in the morning i'd cook breakfast for everybody then everyone would go out hunting then i would do like you guys did i would just either go fishing or i'd go take a walk to the mountains i'd just go do my own thing during the day until everybody came back and then i'd circle my way back and, to camp but. yeah
2: <clears throat> and and Sean, we didn't know Sean, the cook, but we drug him along everywhere. We went, come on, Sean, you're coming with us. Uh, I said, come on, you're coming. So we went out and cut firewood one day too. Frank says, we need some firewood for back at camp. And that was fun, you know, mm-hmm. just cut a tree down. That was. That's cool that you guys got
0: to go out and do all that yeah. stuff and had fun doing it because most people, I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people that you get up there don't want to right. do that. Yeah, I didn't of stuff, pay for yeah. this. You know, this is yeah. this wasn't part of the deal. It didn't pay
2: all this money to so right. get put to work. Yeah, no. But you
0: guys. But, actually Some people it, look so. at it as
3: part of the experience. Uh, absolutely, and mm, you absolutely. know that's kind of how I look at it. Is I would want to just be anything everything, that's going on. Yeah. I just want to be a yeah. part of it. So it sounds like that's what it, you guys were the same yeah, way. That for sure. You know, you were in Alaska. You just wanted to be Other a part than of everything. poles, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I would have thrown it away. I it what. You know,
2: but. So we had extra poles on the boat, and it worked out good. Just here, just use this one.
3: So, what would you guys say is your was your favorite or the highlight of the trip? What was your favorite part
2: out of the whole trip? Mine was the stock with Kevin. I mean that you know we spent all day. But, you mm-hmm. know we went we got up in the morning early, went up, climbed up, and spent the whole day. And we like Frank said if we're back at the boat by six thirty seven o'clock, we'll be in good shape. Other than that, it's going to be a rough ride back to camp. Yeah. And we were we were you know. Everything went according. Everyone went. Everything went perfect. We got the bear. You know, I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah, and and
1: I would say the same thing. I mean, hunting with Kevin, even over your own bear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine was mine was uh, like a typical Pennsylvania hunt. I say, you know, it was was pretty quick, and and but that worked out excellent for us because he got it early, and we had the rest of the time to enjoy it because. If you were getting up every morning and going out and doing the same thing and not seeing anything. It would have been a kind of a drag. So yeah. we, 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 the we're pressure on, was yeah. off. I mean, yeah. with,
3: with you killing a bear yeah. day two, there's zero pressure anymore. You can just experience Alaska at that point, yeah. which is pretty neat. If you wanted yeah.
0: to sleep in, yeah, just yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah,
3: but I mean, sounds like you guys made the right choice by going out and just experiencing right. everybody else's hunts and stuff instead mm. of just sleeping your trip away. Right. But
2: and the one morning we slept in, we after Kevin got his bear. We said, "Hey, we're not getting up early in the yeah. morning." So he the that was celebrated cool. the night. Yeah, 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 he <laughs> told yeah. everyone we were sleeping in, yeah, and we did too. Even Sean was pretty happy about that morning, I think, because he didn't have to get up at 5:30 and start cooking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> after his, he was Sean was the one that uh, packed the bear out, too, right. right? So yeah, he was probably okay. Well, Clayton
2: with... actually packed it out. Sean got off easy on that one. Oh, Sean it was Clayton! If you're listening to this, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 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 We actually,
1: uh, you know, enjoyed those guys so much. We invited them up you know and hopefully they will come up to our camp for a late season flintlock hunt oh that would be a That'll blast if really yeah. cool. we tell them the experiences of that <laughs> See, that's
3: that's one of my favorite things hearing about uh guys going to alaska is how often people make like lifelong friends out of it and uh frank and my uncle frank have been invited to go alligator hunting with people that yeah, are we up went there Clayton last yeah. Year yeah. Went yeah alligator hunting. you know we, we got to have we had a guy on the on the podcast a uh, last year i think at this point yeah he was uh he had just completed his north american super slam he had killed all 29 big game animals with a bow like just you get to meet some really cool people by doing those hunts and it's neat i'm hoping that they do come down and you guys can have bring them to your camp and Maybe switch roles with them for a little bit. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> I told
2: Sean, if you come up, I said you won't have to cook a thing. So I'll, I'll but if I shoot when on you're poles. gonna have to drag it out, I said. <laughs>
3: I said you look pretty like you're pretty good at that, so we'll just let you do your thing. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that works out for you guys that they come up. Yeah. Definitely uh, a good time. Where are they from? Do you know?
0: They're from Florida.
3: Yes, Florida. Yeah, some all of them Florida, are from Florida.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, we're going to see if Kevin will come along too because he was a pretty <laughs> he was a pretty good time and he would enjoy we will have to find some flintlocks for them, but we'll I, it. I got one. If I'm sure you need there's it. plenty laying around yeah. between a yeah. lot
3: of us. Yeah. If you need an extra flintlock, let me know. I, <laughs> I got one at the house. Mm-hmm. So flintlocks are a fun season.
2: So yeah. It's, yeah, it's a one of our favorites. Absolutely.
3: But, well, I really appreciate you guys joining us on the podcast tonight. And, uh, yeah, it was just
0: almost 150 episodes and this is a first, you know, having people um, on the in studio, in studio that awesome. have been up in Alaska. So it's, it's yeah. a great episode. I've been really looking forward to it since my dad got back. He said that you guys would probably be, come on and talk yeah, to us, and I've been really excited yeah. to get you I was on. nervous
3: because some people don't want to jump on and talk about, like sometimes you put somebody in front of a mic and they just don't want to talk. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, we weren't even sure if you guys were going to be interested. But my uncle Frank was like, hey, you know, yeah. they said that they want to do it. And so I was no. really excited to have you guys
2: come in and so, do this. So anyone listening to this, I would, I mean, absolutely highly recommend Frank as a awesome guide i mean it was absolutely a ball and he really knows his shit I mean, yeah couldn't have, couldn't have been I any could, better i couldn't have been more impressed with him than when we were up there i,
1: I said to, i was telling my wife i said if world chaos ever broke out i'd want to be with frank myers <laughs> Go, right to frank's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, he'd be a great guy to have with
3: you <laughs> he just uh from any hunting and stuff i've done with him and even you know back when i was a little kid we got attacked by ground bees and he's just always been grounded and right. calm through everything he just
2: yeah, the, so I get it. the one the one day we got a call up there that the one boat had broke down. So we went, Frank and I went down. <clears throat> the next day we called and they sent parts up and we had to go down the river, I don't know, a couple of miles and rebuild rebuild the fuel pump on this boat. And the, the fuel pump they brought up wasn't the same. So we had to take the two apart and make it work. <laughs> and But, you know, I mean, it was like no big deal. We can make this work. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty, pretty cool. Nate.
3: Well, thanks again, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, sounds like if you might be making another trip up for Moose, and we'll have to talk to you again after that. Um, or maybe, you know, if you guys have a good deer season, we can talk about that as well. Yeah, if we so,
1: bring the boys up from Florida and go flintlock hunting. We're going
3: to have to get have some, some more stories. mics if that's the sto- <laughs> yeah. case. <or laughs> yeah, I appreciate have to it. have a packed house. That well, night. thank you, guys. You did yeah. an excellent thanks. job. Yep. It was fun. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, right. thanks a lot, guys.
3: for the guys listening. Thanks again. Uh, You know, nearly 150 episodes in. Um, Even if you don't get a chance to experience Alaska, just make sure you guys are all still getting outside.